Searching for a home can be an exciting and stressful activity at the same time, especially with so many ups and downs in the market. In this episode, we're chatting with Mariana Silva, real estate agent at Invest Realty Group, to discuss the current trends with the housing market and how today's buyers can make the most of it. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. Welcome to the Making Money Personal Podcast. This is Liz and Terry here, and we're excited to be chatting with Mariana Silva from Invest Realty Group. Welcome, Mariana. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here. And I hope to get some knowledge to all of you. Awesome. Well, let's just start off with um, sharing a little bit about who you are and your company and what you do. Sure, absolutely. So my name is Mariana Silva. Um, I am a local real estate agent. We do mainly southern New Hampshire and northern Mass. Um, we opened Invest Realty back in 2008 during the recession, you know, when everybody was calling me crazy, everybody's <laughs> shutting down, you should not open a business. That's actually when we opened. No and we've been opening successful since then, awesome. which is amazing. Uh, we do have a great team of realtors that work with us and we make a lot of dreams of home ownership into reality. Wow. 2008. So what was the motivation leading to that? Like your the, de- the decision to open your own business? Oh, gosh. So uh, back in the days, for those who remember the recession of 2008. Yeah. So my husband had been in real estate since 2002. And he's a biochemist. But he actually really enjoyed real estate. And he was a realtor, full time realtor. When things went down south, I told him, okay, you either have to go back being a biochemist, or you're going to have to leave the company that you work for and we're going to open our own company. He's like, Mariana, that sounds insane. <laughs> like everybody is now leaving real estate because like yeah. there was no sales. Nobody was buying anything. And I said, listen, we either go all in or all out. Wow. And that's when we opened. Wow. Mm-hmm. What good instincts, though, because from <laughs> I would think, well, right? Yeah, like you guys are staying from, on the ship and everybody. Else exactly. Is Did you like, see like a big change in that during that transition time? Oh, my gosh. Um, crazy. So uh, back then, you know, people used to do a lot of short sales. I'm like, OK, let's become a specialist on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, with market real estate market, it keeps changing. And our job as agents is to adapt yes. and to teach <laughs> our clients uh, the new trends, what's been changing. But real estate will never stay the same. Wow. Okay. So the housing market then to the housing market now, we're going to like just talk a little bit about like, how is it trending right now? Because, you know, 2008 was crazy. And then even COVID, I guess there was a lot going on during the COVID period Mm -hmm. where the housing prices were all over the place. And then we have the situation today. So can you like explain a little bit about what you're seeing? Sure. Absolutely. So during the pandemic, I remember everybody start freaking out, right? I'm like, oh my gosh, there will be another housing crisis. And I looked at it and I'm like, hold on guys, think about it. People are staying more home. People need more space. People are gonna move out from the Boston area because first they are now working remotely. They can come to New Hampshire, they'll get more house for their money. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. And during pandemic, when a lot of people were complaining, I'm like, guys, be ready because the market's gonna go crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Um, so everybody, people who were living in a condo, they were now looking for single family because they needed a yard, you know, their kids were not allowed to go out. They were not allowed to have play dates. So, uh, and a lot of people, I think during the pandemic, 
they start searching for more quality of life. Hmm. Um, you know, so it wasn't really that hurry, busy life. Everybody was like, okay, it's time for me to enjoy life a little. And since then, you know, the market was absolutely crazy since the pandemic. And that also brought the low interest rates. People were seeing the 2.5 to 3%. And I'm like, enjoy it while you yes. can, because yeah. that's not the norm. That's right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people did, you know, and now with the market, the rates did go up. And a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, the rates went up. You know, I can't buy a house anymore. Well, um, now the rates are actually back to normal. It's not that they're high. I think they're just back to normal. Right. Um, yeah. During the pandemic, I mean, I do not want to go back to another pandemic to see the rates on the high twos and low threes again. Please. Right. You know, I rather <laughs> have don't. the fives yeah. and the six. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and at the same time, what's been happening lately, the rents are absolutely sky high. Uh, mm -hmm. When I look at new rentals come to the area, I'm like, what, $3,000 for Nashua? Uh, these people are crazy. Um, so what's been happening now, people are being pushed onto buying a house because there is no way out. Mm -hmm. You need a roof over your head. You can either pay high rent or you can actually purchase something that's yours. So they're opting to purchase something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the smart move. So the demand hasn't really cooled down, is oh, what you're saying? Absolutely not. Wow. Um and even now, yesterday, um, I had two offers accepted from buyers, clients of mine, and both of them, they had more than 15 offers. Wow. So we are going back to the crazy, but it's not as bad as it was last year. Um, and to be honest, when the market was with a very low interest rate, I kept saying, we need something to balance this out. It was being very unfair hmm. because people, they were beating like there was no tomorrow people were paying over what the house was worth they were waiving the home inspection yep. and most of those people they were first-time home buyers how can a first-time home buyer waive the home inspection and then they buy something that they had no absolutely nothing about so i you know a lot of people they, they look at it this the with the rates going up that was a negative thing to the market i think it was a great thing hmm you know, it just brought a little bit more balance. Yeah. We still have a lot of buyers, especially for houses priced, I would say, under 550 The more expensive houses, it, you know, they, they're still sitting on the market a little bit longer. Yeah. But uh, on the price range, it's still multiple offers, but it's not as crazy as it used to be, which makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> the frenzies kind of died down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Marianne, what is the what would you say is the median house price for Nashua right now? For Nashua, when they checked last year, it was about four hundred and eighty thousand. Okay. Um, what I usually tell my clients, especially the first time home buyer, don't be stuck on what is the price, the median price right now. You should seek what fits in your budget. Mm. You know, so sometimes I have a client. Oh, I was just pre-approved for eight hundred thousand dollars. That's great. Are you comfortable with that monthly payment? Right. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to be the one paying the mortgage. That's right. So when I meet with someone, the first thing we do, okay, let's see first how much you can afford. Second, I want you to know the monthly payment you're getting yourself into. If I had a client just last month, she closed on the house and she had been to a divorce and she was trying to, you know, a fresh start and she got pre-approved for 250000 and she's like, Marianne, I know we're not going to find anything nice for that price. We found her a very cute townhouse, mm -hmm. two bedrooms, one and a half bath. It was great. The monthly payment was less than what she was paying in rent. That's awesome. So wow. it's it's still amazing. 
Yeah. Well, that gives me some hope and probably a lot of other people out there, too. Because <laughs> when like my husband and I are always kind of seeking out there, yeah. looking to see what's around. And, you know, the prices are just so high for a lot of these places. But it's nice to hear that there are some out there that you can find within a good price range if you work with a good realtor. Yes, so. absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, our goal and all of our agents, we have the same goal, which is always make sure that the buyer is going to find something that they're not going to regret later. Mm -hmm. So I usually tell my clients, I don't care how much you're approved for, you know, we'll find something that fits your budget. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good to know. That is good to know. Absolutely. So how do the different times of year impact home buying? Uh, so it impacts a lot. Yeah. And the main reason is a lot of people, so average American, they stay on their same property for a max of eight years. And the reason mm -hmm. is eight years, it's usually when people have kids and they need more room or the kids go to college, they want to downsize. Um, this time of the year, now the spring market, everybody's like, oh, you know, spring market is here. I should wait until the spring, spring market so I can actually buy something. What happened is a lot of people with small kids, you don't want move in the middle of the calendar school year. Because oh. now your kid's gonna have to, you know, start a brand new school in the middle of the school year. And most people, especially with kids, they wait until this time of the year. So the closing, that the closing means the day that they actually get the keys to the house. Someone looking to buy now, they'll most likely get the keys at the end of the school year, which is perfect, you know, so then the, mm. the kids can spend the summer and then start fresh in a brand new school. Huh. So springtime is probably busiest? It is the busiest. Yeah. Um, when I have clients who don't have the concern about the schools with the kids, right? I usually tell them, avoid spring market. Let's look mm -hmm. during the winter. Usually when I saw like snowstorms, right? Remember how I was just saying that we still see multiple offers for the same property? Snowstorm hits, there's a new listing, I'll be the first one there. Why? Because a lot of people are not there looking, shopping during snow days, mm -hmm. during cold days. I'm uh -huh. like, that's when we're going to avoid the multiple offers. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's brilliant. That really is. And, uh, can I just go back to, I always kind of thought that the, the spring thing was more just because no one wanted to go out in the cold. I Me was too. Like, I never, Me too. I didn't put it, I didn't associate it with like school years and things like that. And I actually have two children, so, but you know, that's kind of brilliant. So weather, not only the, the seasons, but the weather that could impact your housing, you know, search as well. Yeah, it does. It does. I usually tell them, you know, the best time to buy is yesterday. No matter what what month of the year we are, the best time to buy was yesterday. So if you were looking now during the spring, you should have bought yesterday, but let's do it now. Now it work too, you know? <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late. Yes. <laughs> Liz has taken all of these notes. I'm like scribbling over here. To share with her husband. <laughs> Just tell him to listen to the podcast. Exactly. That's what I'll do. I'll say, here, listen to this episode. You'll get a lot from it. Phil, we're talking to you. <laughs> okay. So when it comes to seasonal home buying, what are some things that homeowners should be looking at? Like when it comes to like particular seasons, for example, if someone's looking in the fall, is there something different they should be paying attention to on the property versus if they're looking in the spring? Not really. Um, okay. If you're a first time home buyer in New England, we see a lot of old houses. Okay. It's very norm. I show houses. The oldest one I have ever shown, I think it was 1780. That was the year built. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, around here, you're going to see a lot of houses built in 1900, early 1900s, 1910, 1920. Uh, just keep in mind, if you're a first time home buyer, you should really get a home inspection. Make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into. 
um, for people usually ask, what is the worst thing about real estate? And I always tell them, HGTV. Mm. Mm. Why? Because a lot of those first-time home buyers, they start watching those shows and they are under the impression that they can remodel a whole house with $15,000, which is not realistic. So once again, when you're looking at a house, the most important thing to do is keep in mind location. You know, I usually tell my clients, most important thing, location. Second, most important thing is location. And third, most important thing is location. (laughs) And then the fourth most important thing is to know the things that needs replacement in the property. Are you going to have the funds to do it to make sure that you don't get yourself into something that you cannot afford? Yeah. How do you estimate what kinds of funds you might need on top of? Because there's like the home price, right? And then you have to anticipate the, the closing costs. So like when a homeowner is like going through the house, I would think like a, a kitchen would probably be the most expensive room to model, remodel, or, I mean, how do they assess? It is, the but there are a lot of, um, cosmetics is something, especially first time home buyer. I mean, you're buying a house for yourself. If yeah. you can't afford to do a, a remodel in your kitchen right now, you're not going to die, okay? Just live <laughs> on that kitchen as long as it's functional. Yeah. You can remodel in two years, in three years. Uh, my main concern, what I try to pass along to my buyers, is to make sure, is there any structural, mechanical thing that we need replacement soon? And a house is pretty much like a car. So let's say if you're out to buy a used car, right? And we know tires, they usually last, what, 30,000 miles? If you see a tire that you can see that it needs replacement soon, how much do they cost? About $1,000. Are you going to have the $1,000 to replace before winter? You know, so same thing. So furnace, roof, everything has a timeline. Okay. Hmm. Um, If you buy a house, let's say the furnace usually lasts about 30 to 35 years. And then you fall in love with a house, but the furnace is already 38 years old. That should tell you it's about time for it to break. Mm -hmm. And I usually tell my buyers, make sure, call a few places around to have an estimate on how much it will cost you. Uh, I don't want you calling me on New Year's Day. Oh, my furnace is not working. I don't have the money to replace it. Mm, so yeah. a house is pretty much like a car, but make sure you know that you remember it's a big purchase. And mm. for most clients, a house will be the biggest investment they ever going to make in their lives. Mariana, so with your expertise, like when you go in, I know that you had mentioned, you know, you don't want to forego the home inspection, right? So, mm-hmm. and I think it's... Um, as a financial institution who who offers mortgages, I I believe that we do require home inspection. I think that's a good idea. But as a realtor, do you can you go in and when you're walking through a home with a with a client, can you recognize that you know this is an old furnace? You know you're going to have to mm-hmm. you know do you is that the type of thing that you would offer um, as a suggestion? So ha- has a licensed real estate agent. We're not licensed um, real estate inspectors. Okay. So we cannot do the inspection for the client, but our job is to look at the disclosures that's provided by the seller Mm -hmm. and usually ask, do you know the age of the roof? Do you know the age of the furnace? And if they know of any problems, I love that in New Hampshire, the property disclosure, it's mandatory. In Massachusetts, it's not. Okay. So sometimes in Mass, you put an offer in a house and you don't really know the age of anything. Uh, in New Hampshire, that form is mandatory, so it's going to be there with every single transaction. Sometimes the seller will just put that, I have no idea, I don't know. 
during the during the showing, if the client's really interested on in the property, most of those that have a label with the ear on it, and I have a lot of experience where I can tell them, okay, a roof, that type of roof lasts about 30 years. Yeah. And then we'll look at the disclosures together uh, so they can have an idea. But to answer your question, no, I cannot, you know, do an inspection during a showing for the client. But obviously we can always look at the disclosure together. And even before the showing, I tell them, hey, did you see that that house, you know, the roof is near the end of its life. So right. it's the furnace, right. you know. And especially first-time home buyers, a lot of people now, it's not uncommon to see that they only have enough money for the down payment and the closing costs. Yes. So after closing, they're left with like $2,000 in the bank account. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we wanted to make sure that they're not going to get into something that it's going to be a buyer's remorse right. later. Right. Great. Well, at this time, we're going to take a really quick break, and then we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of having to wait until the end of the week for your paycheck? If you set up direct deposit to your Triangle checking account, you can get paid up to two days earlier. Early Paycheck with Direct Deposit allows you to get paid sooner, so you can enjoy your money for all the ways you live, from shopping and dining to taking care of bills. Early Paycheck works with employment checks, U.S. Social Security, and other government ACH types of payments. If you're still waiting until Friday to get paid, set up direct deposit with Early Paycheck to your Triangle checking account and make Wednesday your new payday. Visit trianglecu.org to learn how to get started. Triangle Credit Union cannot assume any liability for not depositing these funds to a member account early. We're back with Mariana Silva talking about real estate and home buying. Mariana, so how would you encourage home buyers? You kind of touched on this a little bit, mm -hmm. but how would you encourage home buyers who are kind of like maybe enthusiastic about home prices maybe going down a little bit, but a little scared because of interest rates going mm -hmm. up a little bit? What would you give them? Like, what advice would you give, encourage them with? So it depends on the buyer. Um, if you're renting right now, if you listen to the, this podcast and you're renting right now, I want you to get your calculator, okay? Multiply your rent by 12 months and then multiply for how many years have you been renting? And you'll be amazed to see the answer. Sometimes people have spent over $200,000 in rent and they have no idea. Um, so if that's your case, I highly recommend you to seek financial um, advice to see if you're ready to buy now. And like I said, the way I look at it, okay, interest rate right now, it's about 6% and rent is 100%. See the difference? Mm -hmm. So you're literally wasting 100% of your money every single month when mm -hmm. you're paying rent. That's the way how I look at it. That's how, you know, I teach my clients. Yeah. Um, a lot of people now, there is not much inventory on the market. And the reason is, if you bought a house, let's say three years ago, and you got the really low interest rate, there are not a lot of motivation for them to sell and get into a higher rate right now. That's why we're not seeing a lot of inventory on the market. Once again, let's say if you have four kids and you you drive a little sedan, right? If you just got pregnant with twins, now you have four kids. Does that car fit you? No. no. You're going to have to buy a minivan. Oh, Same. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> you just lost me a minivan. <laughs> Same concept with a house. You know, does is your house fitting you right now? Um, mm -hmm. If the answer is yes, okay, you can try to wait until the rates go down. But from my experience with the rate, there's never a perfect, perfect time. When the prices are high, 
rates are low. When the rates are low, the price go a little bit down. So it's really, mm-hmm. you know, what works for you. Yeah. Right. And I will say, like, my own experience, when, you know, when we first bought our house, it was a 1990, I think it was probably 1998, and the rates were up like 8%. I mm-hmm. think our, when we closed on our house, it was like 8.25%. And then it just kept going down. And then, you know, I think I probably refinanced like five times over five years, which you probably, um, I know that there's closing costs for every refinance, but you know, that's the thing. It's like, I just, we would just refinance when it made sense for us to do so. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and United States is one of the only countries that you can refinance at any time. Mm. A lot of countries huh. out there, you cannot refinance a house until the loan is paid off. Wow. wow yeah so huh we are so lucky and some people don't even know it yeah <laughs> i never knew that That's... i didn't either <laughs> mariana is like this international businesswoman tycoon 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 that's awesome no cool. i did not know that either wow. yeah so regarding to your question again yeah. Um, what I usually tell them, it's what works for you. Don't focus on the market, focus on yourself. Yeah. Uh, people made awesome deals when the market wa- was high. People made some bad deals when the market was low. So it's really works wor- what works for you and your family. Yeah. That's sound, that's sound advice because people want to, I think people get emotionally involved with news and current events and all this kind of stuff. So when you sit down and do the math and you determine what you can afford, that's really the safest bet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can still afford it if the interest rate is at like, don't be scared of the interest rate if you can still afford it. Mm -hmm. And if and like you said, if it makes sense for you. So that's really good advice. Um, We're coming down to like some of our last questions here. So I just you're, you're bringing up so many good points for people. I'm really happy about this. What's one piece of financial advice you would like to leave with the people listening uh, when it comes to either buying a house, getting financing, anything like that? Sure, absolutely. So let's start with the worst thing that happens to especially first time home buyers, okay? Um, most people, first, they try to compare it to their friends. Oh, I had a friend who bought it and her rate was this. Well, whatever worked for your friends back in the day didn't work for you. Once again, focus on yourself. Mm. Uh, Second, I always try to sit down with my buyers and explain it to them that your first house does not need to be your dream house. And I hear that a lot. Sometimes Mm. a client comes in and like, oh, I was only pre-approved for 400,000. I am going to wait because next year I'm gonna get a raise. And then I'll wait until maybe, you know, next year or in two years from now, so I can buy something better. And then comes next year and they're like, oh, now I have a more expensive car. I'm going to have to wait again. And then now they're on this cycle that they are never buying a house Hmm. because they're just trying to wait until they can afford the house with a three car garage and the ground pool. So guess what? That does not have to be your first house. I'm not saying it won't be the second or the third. It just doesn't have to be the first. Hmm. Um, My first house, I remember when I bought it, I was 23 years old and it was awful. It was a multifamily, you know, and when we bought, I'm like, okay, we need uh, the additional income to help us pay for the mortgage. So we bought a multifamily and when I walked in, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is awful. Um, We had to remodel the entire place. And I still own the house. I still have it. <laughs> it still makes me good money. 
But once again, you know, if I look at it, the house now, I'm like, oh my gosh, if it was today, I would never go inside that house. But guess mm. what? That was actually my first step on my ladder. Mm. You know, it wasn't my last house. Mm. Um, my husband hates me because I'm in real estate and I want to move all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I like my nephew's real estate and does the yeah. same thing, Maria. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> just blast. <laughs> Well, you see so many good houses out there, you know, yeah. you're always on top of that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a lot. And sometimes people see where you are now and they wanted to compare yes. where you are now to where they are now. And it's just not fair. You know, mm -hmm. I always tell people, don't compare your friend. Oh, my friend just bought a house with a pool. Now I want a house with a pool. Mm -hmm. Maybe that house that your friend has right now, it was not their first house. That's right. Mm -hmm. Do not compare yourself to other people. Do what works for you. Yeah, no, that That's is great. that is really good information and, and a good suggestion because I will tell you, I think I feel like I am so opposite, Marianne. I appreciate you, you know, what you're sharing because but I am so opposite of who you are as a personality. <laughs> like like just in terms of I I am so averse to moving. Like I don't you know what I mean? Like I am a creature of habit. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I can't even fathom like building my mm -hmm. real like a real estate empire like you know what yeah. i mean like just because um that's just not who i am but i i can see the value in that for sure yes absolutely for example i have a lot of clients you know they they're looking to retire soon or their kids moved out and they still live in that big house big house a lot of maintenance a lot of work and sometimes okay what do you and i keep telling my husband you know we just moved and I said, the moment my kids go to college, I'm moving in to an all-inclusive you know, <laughs> condo where they even have like daily service to my property. <laughs> so we we change all the time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, people change cars all the time, correct? Yeah, that's right. And mm. uh, my mom had a really hard time because she doesn't like moving. And I keep telling her, we are not trees. Mm -hmm. We don't have roots. Yeah. For a reason. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Mariana, just for those people who are listening, is looking straight at me, right into my soul right now. <laughs> yeah, so if your property is not working out for you, it's a good time. And the market right now, if you're looking, if you if you have been debating, oh, I don't know if I should sell my house, I don't know if I should go to something smaller or even something bigger, right now people have something that they should really, really pay attention to which is the equity they have on their house. Yeah. Uh, I have another client, they just sold a house with me and they were sitting on a lot of equity. They had like $400,000 worth of equity and the wife wanted something bigger, right? And the husband's like, no, we have a very low mortgage. I do not want anything bigger. That's her, she's never happy. And I sat down with them like, okay, let's look at it this way you have enough equity here to buy two different properties. Mm. Why don't you buy a multifamily that would generate you some extra income to help you pay the more expensive house? Oh, that's brilliant. Hmm. It is. They actually did what I told them. That is Okay, <laughs> you know what? Now you just really like no, that that was fantastic. But can you do can you do me a favor? Can you explain what equity is just a little bit for Absolutely. somebody who might be just tuning in for the first so time? So equity uh this client, for example, they bought the house back with me back in 2017, okay? They had 400000 because they bought it for a very good price. And on top of that, they did a lot of remodeling to the house. So their house today on the market was worth 600000 
but the total mortgage was the the balance on their mortgage was one hundred and fifty thousand. So the difference between what your house is worth today and what your mortgage is, that's your equity. Okay. And your equity, you can use it at any time. Uh, what I don't recommend, uh, oh, I'm going to get in trouble with Triangle Credit Union. <laughs> <laughs> I love Triangle. Just <laughs> one thing that I really don't like is people, sometimes they look at the houses like it is an ATM machine. Your mm-hmm. house, your equity is not an ATM machine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop spending the equity towards a new boat, mm-hmm. towards expensive vacations. <laughs> yeah. But if you're investing your money back into real estate, I always say, you know, real estate money should go into real estate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, so like those clients, they had a lot of equity. They were able to use that $400,000 by two houses. Amazing. One of them, they're making enough money extra on the rentals to help offset the more expensive mortgage on the single family. And sometimes I went to a listing the other day, they owned a house for 25 years. And when I went there, I always ask, you know, do you know your current um, balance on your mortgage? And they're like, oh no, I don't know, we have to look at it. I'm like, okay, so I did a quick CMA before I went in there and their house was worth about 550. When I got there, she's like, oh, let me look for it. So she got into her account online and I looked and she owes on the house 510. I'm like, hold on, you being here, you bought this house 25 years ago and you still owe almost as much as you. And she bought the house for like 150,000. I'm like, what's me happening? So she's like, oh, I lost count how many times I took equity on this house. So in people, they they forget that that equity that you're removing, it's being added to your current balance. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not free money. So people have to stop looking at the equity like it is free money. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But the equity right now, a lot of people, it's the perfect time. If they're on the fence, if they should sell it or not, I'm telling you right now, it's the perfect time. Mm -hmm. I had another client. Uh, she actually, she retired her and her husband, they had a house and they're like, Oh, Marianne, it was really hard for him because he can't really retire living on retirement. It's not very easy for most people. And what they did, they sold the house with the equity. They bought a little two bedrooms apartment here in Asha, South Mm Mashua and they're mortgage free. They don't Mm -hmm. have any payment, which worked out amazing for them. Right. You know, they use that. So just use your equity wisely. Mm-hmm. You know, and work with someone who's honest to make sure they will give you the right advice. Excellent. Well, That's really quickly, we're going to we're going to move into our rapid fire session. But before we do, I just want to give you a chance to share with uh, the audience, like wh- where are there ways that they can contact you or find more information about you and your business? If you want to just maybe list some links or websites. Sure, Absolutely. So we have three offices. Uh, one is here in Nashville, New Hampshire, right off exit six. Uh, we have another one in Tewksbury, Mass. And I also have one in Hyannis, Cape Cod. Oh, <laughs> nice. Wow. Yes, yes. Um, my phone number is 603-438-4263. You can visit us on the website, investrealtyhomes.com. And we have a team of amazing agents. You can look for me or anyone that works with us, I guarantee you. Can't get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Mariana, you um you had mentioned before um when actually before we even started recording today, but you obviously speak Portuguese, mm-hmm. right? 
do most of your agents uh, speak Portuguese? I feel like it's important for people who are listening if they're, you know, if there are other languages mm -hmm. that are spoken. So absolutely. Makes them feel better. So uh, almost everyone that works in our office, they're bilingual, mm -hmm. either Portuguese or Spanish. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Yes. Excellent. Great. Well, at this time, we're going to roll into rapid fire. So I don't know if I explained to you what our rapid fire session is at all. Have I? No, you okay. did not. So all this is, it's nothing scary. Putting um, you in the hot seat. Exactly, <laughs> right. Um, basically, we're just going to have a little fun. So we're going to ask you 10 questions, this or that. You respond with the first one that comes to mind. Um, you don't have to explain if you don't want to. Sometimes people do. Mm -hmm. But Terry's got the list, so she's going to rattle them off and then just Okay. <laughs> Are you questions. ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay, first question. Gardening or shopping? Shopping. Miami? It's shopping therapy. therapy. It's, not, it's not shopping. It's retail therapy. <laughs> I'm going to have to change my question next time. Yeah. <laughs> Miami or Maui? Uh, Miami. Tea or coffee? Coffee. HGTV or History Channel? <laughs> oh, you know the answer. It's History Channel. <laughs> That's super funny. Uh, game night or movie night? Game night. Margarita or martini? Margarita. Reading or movies? Reading. Staycation or vacation? Vacation. I mean, real estate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I work seven days a week, nonstop. <laughs> She's like, I got to get away. <laughs> uh, pizza or tacos? Tacos. All right, last one. Marshalls or TJ Maxx? Oh gosh, is there a difference? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I'm like they're kind of the same. Can I can I answer home goods? Oh yes. <laughs> my favorite. Again, again, going back into the real estate. <laughs> yeah. Home goods. Furnishings, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, it's Mariana. Fun. Sorry, it's funny no, go you ahead. mentioned that a lot of people they love new purses and new shoes. Guys, I go to floor and decor. Oh my goodness, that store. I'm telling you. It's like I want to be there all day. <laughs> She's plopped down on a chair reading a book somewhere. <laughs> um, I think that Mariana should come back. I really, oh, absolutely. I, you know what, Mariana? I feel like that this was such uh, good information that you shared today. But also, I, I'd love to hear more about real estate as an investment. I feel absolutely. like that that should be probably our next yes. uh, session and... So we can just um, kind of unpack that a little bit more. Absolutely. Count me in. All right. Fantastic. Great. Awesome. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to record with us. No, we really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being here. And I hope your husband listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank you, Mariana. Have a good day. You too. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. Thank you for listening and have a great day.